If you are looking to get involved in the narratives, we are now looking for volunteers to gather information for future biographies. If you or someone you know is interested, email us at thenarrativespodcast at gmail.com for more information. Hey, everybody, it's us. That was our uh, little message. That was a message, yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess. That's something I feel like we should start just throwing in the beginning of episodes, so... I feel like we should pre-record it <coughs> and then, like, slip it in. Whatever. That'll Put be some th- tunes behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast <laughs> I listen to has, like, a <coughs> intro that's, like, like 30 seconds or 20 30 seconds, seconds of music. What? Just, like, a little, like, You're intro. You're waste our time? You just make the podcast a little longer. Oh. I think intro music would be a great benefit. Sign my petition on... Help me defeat Overlord Brendan <laughs> to help get the narratives an actual theme song. We already he wrote one and it was good, but it <laughs> doesn't really thing. apply anymore. No. <laughs> like we can't use it anymore. But it was kind of funny. That was really funny. But we should have a real intro with music and stuff. Okay, fine. All right. Okay. Yay! Thanks, fans, for petitioning. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Val and miscellaneous friends from Idaho. Oh yeah, and um, a father. Uh, we, I, I, I asked you to look up his name, and you were like, "He's Papa f- Preach." <laughs> Papa <laughs> like, that's Preacher. Not his name. The last episode, what Martin a, Luther um, King episode. Father Josh Waltz yeah. is our top listener. Yeah, so that's uh, weird. Uh, huh? A few things, just right up the top. Here we go. Here we Uh-oh. go. So, um, he's going. First of all, I'm going to apologize for the small little break we had to take. So that was our last episode was due on Wednesday, the October twenty third. I don't know whatever that Wednesday, day was. Wednesday, the October. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Wednesday the 24th, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, I've had a really hard time working on stuff this week because of um, my scheduling at work. So if you want to blame anyone, just blame my jo- my boss. Go unfortunately, the narratives is not like my full-time job, although I would love that to be. That would be great. Help us achieve that goal at Patreon. Yeah. Um, other than that, as you heard, we're doing some looking for volunteers to help us because it would be a great help to me. And it also just it widens our, our range because we're moving forward here. Yay! Um, and speaking of moving forward, day by day, we're going to be trying to... Or we are trying. We're not going to be. We are trying. <laughs> we're going to be trying. To, the, to turn the narratives into a sort of non-profit biography, biography encyclopedia. Do you want to watch the biographies encyclopedia? It's a... the We talked about this a little bit, Eric and I. A, a sort of not-for-profit biography base for just anyone you could search up anyone and the narratives will have eventually covered that one day yeah. that's what we're going for that's the goal so we're trying to turn this into some sort of um non-profit encyclopedia that's not like wikipedia at all we're going straight to the sources where we're interviewing people and as, no one can forward basically the big difference between wikipedia and what we're doing is basically brendan and i mostly brendan do all the research mm-hmm. and then we post it and no one can edit it yeah. No one can be like, lol, bore Ragnarok. Only the volunteers that we have Only the volunteers that we select slash hire. That will, you know, through vol- um, interviews and finding information, will have biographies that are 100%, hopefully, that's what we're looking for. But Brendan, 100% if I want to volunteer, how can I get a hold of the narratives? Like I said, just go to the, the thing that I mentioned earlier. No, wow, <laughs> the narratives <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. That was underwhelming. That was my oh, kitten. So that's that's another um, update. We got a kitten. Yeah, we have a kitten. That She's was zooming on the same day that the episode was supposed to be coming out. We we're like, let's just get a kitten, and that happened. So if she uh, attacks any one of us, we 
are legally entitled to go ow and walk away. Yeah, so, so no, that's, <laughs> that's what happens if, if someone goes off air. So we're kitten training. Uh, that's that's where we are. We got a, a cat, and she's kind of hard to control because she's a kitten. But, but she's she cute, is the newest member of the narrative. So she got some. Everyone curves. say hello to Nix, the girl kitty. Yep. Hi. Okay, she's gone now. She's right there. Anyway, um, all of that out of the way. Now we're we're gonna be talking about. The Ottomans and the Russians. Yay. It's very uh, underwhelming. I, I don't know. At first, I thought this was going to be the coolest episode, but then I realized that the coolest episode was the Mongol episode, so... That's not going to be the coolest episode. The Well, I guess Stalin is probably going to be cool. If you say that's the coolest episode, you're implying all further episodes are going to be less cool than that one. Than the Mongols. I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun talking about the Mongols. I really like the Mongols. I'm excited for the Russian Revolution. Okay, All very right. excited. Okay, fair enough. But we're we're getting there. So this I don't is mean the, like this is when the, Russia revolts. I mean on the road to Stalin, we're like almost there. This we can like tweak his nipples. We're so close. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're almost touching him in the in the nipples, fun areas. Yeah, I guess. So there we go. Uh, all that out of the way, we're we're just um, gonna jump into what I know about the Ottomans and the pre. Russian Revolution? What was what's the best word to put it? Pre- like, oh my god. The kings? The kings. Someone talk about some kings. Someone start a little like tick box in the corner, like how many times that Brendan goes, What's the best way to word this? Um because it's gonna be many. So Get hyped. <laughs> we uh ended off last episode with Suleiman the Magnificent. We mentioned how King Charles V was sort of at war with him. Indeed. It actually doesn't take very long to go from Suleiman the Magnificent to the kings of Russia. We almost could have done it in the same episode, honestly. Honestly, it could have been like that quickly. Like, Suleiman the Magnificent, boom. Here's the connection. So, we knew King Charles V from everyone previously mentioned. If you haven't checked out those episodes, please go back and check them out. It helps us out a lot. As I've noticed, apparently the least least interesting one is the... The... uh, The... Oh, I forgot the word for it. The um, pretty crusades. interesting. Huh? There we go. <laughs> the that's how uninteresting. Didn't it is, that I episode guess. not do as well? No. Yeah. All the rest of them are, have a decent amount of listens, but the Crusades. So yeah, if you're gonna skip one. I guess you skip the Crusades. Please don't. That's, yeah. <laughs> There's some fun bits in there. Anyway, go back, check them out, and and then you'll be up to speed. Yeah. At the next level. So here we are. We ended at Charles V, and then we have Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Now. A lot of people I've found actually don't know the Ottoman Empire or the history of the Ottomans as I don't know as well as any other history I suppose. It's so the Ottoman Empire is where Turkey is today, which is mm. essentially where Constantinople and um, the Byzantine Empire used to be. Isn't in, it Byzantine? Around, no, the Byzantine. Trust me, mm. the Byzantine Empire around the. 1100 to 1300 area hell yeah party time so in about 1300s the 14th century the ottomans came to power in the turkey region they locked power yeah they came to power they sieged constantinople it's it's istanbul not constantinople um so if you have a date in constantinople she'll be waiting in istanbul yeah so it's confusing it's it's a little bit Hard to understand, but basically what they did, they changed Constantinople, which was the center of the Eastern Orthodoxy of the Catholic Church, 
allied with um, the Crusaders, and, and it was basically like... Uh-oh. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of... Because it's right in the middle of the peninsula of the Black Sea and the Mediterranean. Uh-oh. So... No, I don't know anything about that. The Black... It's just in, like... I know what it is. It's, I just... Eastern, I don't have a I map don't know that enough I can about it to at. go, uh-oh. So... It's all way easier if you're looking at a map and hearing what I'm saying, so that's the best way I can describe it. Always the, listen to the narrative sitting <laughs> in front of a map like you're Indiana Jones. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, draw little dots to connect yeah. all this stuff. You'll be like, what the hell? It's so confusing. Anyway. That's how you never get laid. Constantinople was very important because it basically connected the Eastern and the Western world. Uh, and if we're going to just a brief, brief history of Constantinople back in when Rome was a thing in 300 BC, 380 I guess there was a bird there after Caesar died uh, there's a whole bunch of other emperors and then one of the emperors Emperor Constantine was like fuck Rome I mean god oh uh, swear jar time hey so we, you we get out of here swear this jar. is a Christian server I actually have money so I guess you're putting a oh okay I thought you were gonna pull like it. a 20 that's it. I'm going to borrow this for when I swear next. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which will be short. I'm, I'm holding on to the swear jar idea, so. That was the easiest $5 I ever gave away. Well, hmm. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. Anyway, sad. back when Constantine was like, heck, Rome. <laughs> freaking heck, Rome. Freaking heck. Rome can freaking heck its freaking self. Um, she, not she, he, basically that. adopted <laughs> uh, Catholicism. Because until then, Rome was was like, oh, go go. Um, what's his name? Like go Plato and no, not Plato. <laughs> I guess they were still like go Plato, but <laughs> the the planets Neptune and the, you know that Roman mm-hmm. thing, like astrology. Neptune. No, no, the gods, God, like they borrowed the Greek thing and then renamed them after the, and that's how we have the planets' names. So Neptune was the god of the sea, which was also Poseidon. Yeah. Zeus was. Um, I don't know, not Uranus, I don't know, whatever. And he, <laughs> so, he probably was with all the banging he was doing. So we have all those <clears throat> Roman gods and stuff. But then the Christians came by and they were like, hey, look, Jesus is a guy and he did a thing. You mean that wizard hippie from like 100 yeah. years ago? Well, whatever. And Roman initially was like, we can't condone Christianity. That doesn't they, make any they sense. They drink blood. Yeah, what, what are you doing? Drinking the blood of Christ, you... They're just a bunch of cannibals. And the Constantine like, was converted. I feel like Christians back then were like, come have this goblet of blood. It's grape juice. We're just having some fun. Come yeah. on in. You want to sacrifice a and goat? Like, it's cheap. It's all the Romans were like, cannibal. <laughs> so. No, we're just trying to celebrate yeah. the plentiful fall solstice. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. And then Constantine was like, you can love Jesus. I'm okay with that. And oh. then he loved Jesus too. Oh, and that's then nice. after that, he was like, by Rome, and they moved to a new place in the east, which was now known as Constantinople. Orlando. Oh, no. <laughs> so he made a new town off of himself. He moved all of Rome, not all of it, but he left oh, Rome. Oh, that makes sense. And he was like, Constantinople, the Eastern Orthodoxy. Screw you, previous pope. But we already had like a whole thing And then there's the here. whole... Yeah. So now if you're a little bit confused because you've been listening along, the Pope of the West, the Western Pope, the Pope, all the Popes we talked about during the Crusades Fastest and stuff. Pope in the West. <laughs> Quick draw. <laughs> Hold the water. Okay. That's the best. Oh, that's funny. Gun Pope. <laughs> I shoot holy water and sage leaves at you. I got a little bit of a sore throat, so I'm trying to speak clearly. Don't worry about it, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> 
so the Western popes basically only had control over Rome for a little bit, and then they were attacked by a bunch of barbarians, and that's Heck. when the fall of Rome happened, oh. around 900. Rome was okay. And then you? the French came by, and then Europe revitalized into the semi-Dark Ages, the late Dark Ages, I guess. Thanks, the French. I guess it was like the Gray Ages. So I like the Gray Ages. Yeah. Well, anyway, this this whole history we can go into any other time, but I'm just trying to get you up to speed. When's the other time? Some other series that we'll talk about. So now we have the Western Church, and then the, the whole bunch of Crusades happen in the Eastern Church. Now, around 1300, after the Crusades have ended, blah, 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 there's Constantine's power. We're not Constantine anymore. He's not like 800 years old. Uh, <laughs> so the the power of Constantinople, which was the Byzantine Empire is dwindling so much so that it basically has no power outside of its own state. So its its city walls are essentially the only power of the Byzantines. And this the, is because the Ottoman Empire is beginning to rise. So it all started with this one tribe, basically like the Mongols in the in the south, this little tiny city. They all just started beating people. Beat I guess. my servants, repeat. Yeah. And then they took over. Oh. And they took over Byzantine Empire, and that basically allowed them to have a whole lot of control. Which the interesting uh, thing... What? Control corrupts people, though. Yeah. I mean, there's a big theme throughout world history. Yeah. You'll learn that a lot. Power corrupts. It's basically the connecting line throughout all of this, except for Leonardo da Vinci, when he's like... Hey, Him, it was buddy. just... Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Dick corrupt. Yeah. Dick corrupts. A message from the government of... Was that a swear? Dick? No, it's a person's name. It can't be swear. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so don't trust Dick, everyone. There's no form of Dick that is a swear. Uh, Even cock isn't a swear. Well, uh, I think if you went to, like, school, and you were like, you, Dick. You Dick? Yeah. <laughs> get off my Dick. You'd probably get it. <laughs> okay, anyway. So I'm just sanded my new Dick. The Ottoman Empire now has control of Constantinople, which it renames Istanbul, which basically means... What? What? what Didn't do you mean, what? Istanbul go from Constantinople and now Constantinople's Istanbul again? No. Oh, you're just recapping? No, I'm just saying. It was Constantinople mm-hmm. from previous... From 1300 to... From like 300 AD to 1300, it was Constantinople. Yes. Because it was the Byzantine Empire. The Byzantine Empire wasn't that long, but whatever. Like... It was Constantinople. And then the Ottoman Empire came, sacked Constantinople in in under like three months. It was really, really short. There was basically like nobody. Everyone died because of the Black Plague and the Ottomans were like, yay. Thanks, Plague Mikes. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And so Constantinople died. And then Istanbul, they renamed it because it was not Constantinople. They didn't want to affiliate with Constantine or anything like that. So Istanbul is not Constantinople. Not anymore. That's since 1300. Whoa. It's It's been... Renamed. I understand why they wrote a song about this to help me understand. It's it's literally so simple. So, Constantinople... I understand now. I yeah, understand. It, the the whole song saying, gets in it. The song really helped. It's nobody's business but the Turks. Because the Turks took over and they wanted to... <laughs> I don't remember that in the song. Because Constantin... <laughs> here's, here's how it works. The best way to describe it. Constantinople has links with the Eastern Orthodoxy... Istanbul has links with Islam. Istanbul was originally named Islambul. Oh. So that's like, it, it eventually turned into Istanbul. But it was like, it, through translation and time, its original name yep, means yep, Islambul, yep. which is the center of Islam. 
So instead of it being the center of Constantine, it's now the center of Islam. And now it's Florida. Yeah. So there's a couple of... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I agreed to that. I also don't know why you agreed to that. Anyway, we're talking about Florida here, people. No. This is in the east. the The Mediterranean. The eastern Mediterranean. Yes. Continue. So now we have a bunch of Ottomans that come by, and they they basically expand their territory. There's Sultan Selim the first. Hey, he's the first Selim. Other than that, he expands the empire quite a bit. And I gotta fact check myself just to make sure that I'm pretty sure he's the father of Suleiman, who's the man we were just talking about. Yeah, going off Charles your notes is always a good idea. So Selim the first, I'm just gonna double check, make sure. Suleiman the first was the son of Salim the first. So there we go. We're all the way back. So under Suli, Su, Sulim, Salim, the first of the Ottoman Empire, it expands to huge areas now. It's almost like... Almost like when Genghis Khan did that. Almost like Rome and Genghis Khan. So when Rome surrounded the Mediterranean for a little bit, now the Ottoman Empire surrounded a huge chunk of the Mediterranean. They had power of the Muslims, essentially. The power of Muslims! <laughs> Which was sort of going on earlier in the... Um, Previously on the power of Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of the best... On the lower... If you're looking at your map again, which you should be because you're in class. Bring out your map, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the map. I'm the map. Everyone pull out your protractor, and if you measure so, the angle... If you're looking at this, go go to like the southeast corner of the Mediterranean. Get on a plane. Imagine like... <laughs> go there. <laughs> Walk around for a little bit and then be like, oh, okay. History happened here. Yeah. Wow. So around that area is where the Ottomans were now. And before that, the Muslims were all over. So going way back to the Umayyad Caliphate, they basically, this is just a little name dropping, they surrounded yeah. the southern Mediterranean and made their way up to Spain. But then Spain chased them back. And then the Ottomans basically You get out of here, you kids. And so the, the tip of northern Africa was now like Muslim and hmm. the eastern Egypt Muslim and the east Jerusalem Muslim and the power Jewish. Of Muslim. So there's a, a like and a whole a bunch of, of stuff Jewish. going on. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what we're looking at in the Middle East right okay, now. Okay, I understand. So now the Ottoman Empire I gotta remember where I started this little tangent. The Ottoman Empire was um, yeah, it was. <laughs> where did I start? The t- I'm trying to. My heart is to figure out where I started off. We talked about Salim. Yes, Salim was now um, expanding the territory because of a Muslim power because of the yeah. religion. You know, a lot of a lot of places, except for the the Mongols, really expanded through religion. Um, That's better than murdering people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I but guess. they had they had power, know. so they were able to unite and say, you know, we're the center of of Muslim. And they're like, well, what about you know Mecca and stuff? And they're like, don't worry about that. So what? <laughs> basically, they a lot of trade went through the Istanbul now because it was the Eastern Mediterranean and China Silk Road stuff because Marco Polo. Anyway, you know the drill. Yeah. So now we have Salim the first taking over a bunch of stuff. And then Suleiman the first comes along, and he takes over even more stuff. No, my stuff. And he has the whole battle with Charles V, and Charles V is like, I'm going to become Caesar and take over Europe. And then he fails, and then Suleiman the first was like, I'll do that. No, and he does it. I have a question. Is Caesar a position? No, or Caesar's a person. Okay. Julius Caesar. I know Julius Caesar. I just, I was one. Back then, though, it's actually a really good point. 
a lot of people thought that they would attain the position of Caesar. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of That's why I'm names. confused because you just name dropped it like it was a position. Yeah. A lot of um, kings and stuff wanted to become, you know, he was basically renowned throughout history as being the great Caesar, the one who controlled all of the Mediterranean under his grasp, right? I control all the salads. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone wanted to be Caesar. And so there's, I don't know what, exact terms are but there's a ton of ones that are borrowed from caesar you know the great caesar and stuff like that like i'm pretty sure czar which we're getting into means caesarish which is where it comes from <laughs> caesarish so czarish being like caesarish yeah it's kind of like that i know that's that's 100 that's me not just being like i hypothetically that's um where the the uh names czar comes from the czar of russia is being caesar so that's one of the few that so Suleiman the first and King Charles or King Henry the sick whatever the last guy was that we talked about King Henry the last guy <laughs> I gave up there's so many kings the one of the Holy Roman Empire they both wanted to retain Caesar because they're basically if you're following history the, which you are because you're listening yeah the one king is part of the western orthodoxy which is the orthodoxy sorry the pope of the West, the standard Pope that we know today in America and whatnot, the Pope, you know, of, of Catholicism. And then there's the Eastern Orthodoxy, which was then taken over by Istanbul, and, and or sorry, the Ottomans, who then renamed it Istanbul. So now you have Muslim and Catholicism, and one thinks that Caesar is, is you know, Muslim represented, and one thinks that Caesar was neither, of course, but they wanted to reclaim the Mediterranean as their own. That's the great goal. Suleiman the first, of course, does not do this. What are you looking really confused? I don't know what's happening anymore. You don't? Just go. You're just really tired, I think. I'm going to re-listen to this, because this has been by far the most confusing episode we've ever There's done. There's a ton of stuff going on. And You're I'm, zooming. I am. I'm trying to get through it all. And also, and you're kind of like, well, I think maybe it's this, but it could be this. It's like also kind of, yeah. I'm, <laughs> sorry, let me reiterate. So, the Western Orthodoxy, I'm, I'm just going to repeat myself. The Western Orthodoxy, which is the Pope, which is every Pope that we've talked about, the the whole Crusades, Popes and everything, mm -hmm. all the way up to Pope, what's his name right now? Francis? Yeah, I think, whatever. And and Pope, you know, Pope Leo X, the bad guy and all that. Yeah, he wasn't that good. That happened in the West. And the West was made up of Europe. Yes. That's the leftovers from when Caesar attacked Europe and controlled Europe for a little bit. Okay. Now, he didn't remain control over the East for a while because Constantinople and then the Empire split. So he had control over the East for a while or he didn't? He did. This is back in 300 AD. This is way back when the Romans, you know, took over everything. Yes. So if you were to draw a circle around the Mediterranean, that's what the Romans had. Now, as the Empire, as all empires fall, you know, the Mongol Empire at this point in the today is, is small but back in the mongol empire great days it was huge right that's so they why all recede the great days yeah they all recede and they break apart that's how empires work because you can never control that much territory mm, okay so so the western the, area is yeah. breaking apart at this point so here's what we're looking at in 300 it breaks apart into the east and the west the east is constantinople yes and the west is europe 
Oh. Eventually, in the 700s, the Europe is united through France. It's, his name is um, Good job, Charlemagne. Charlemagne reunites Europe, and then he has four sons, and all four sons split off into four different empires. And anyway, that's how Europe happened, basically. Charlemagne, we'll talk about that in another set of episodes. Charlemagne is amazing. So, now we have the West in 700 AD. Yes. So, we have Charlemagne. He's got Europe. There's no more Rome. No more of that. Bye, Rome. And the East, we have the formations of the Byzantine Empire. Now, around 1200, we've got, like, Italy and all that, and, like, little France and stuff like that. <laughs> little France, like, it's part of... What up, Italy. little France? <laughs> little Italy and little France and... Little France anyway. just dropped a hot mixtape. So, we've got, like, that. there's no real unification, and, and Britain's doing its own little thing, and... Anyway, They're trying to rebuild. There's Catholicism, like. though, that's that's sort of united. So, everyone in the West, f- like, if if you know where Russia is and you know where the Mediterranean is... It's Western European. There, yeah. That's all Catholic. Now, on the other side, the Byzantines. Also, at the same time, there's the Russians going on that have Yay. followed the Constantinople. They have followed the Byzantine Empire. And they now have a sort of Eastern Orthodoxy following. Yeah. So there's two different Catholic... It's, this is why it's confusing. There's two different versions of Catholicism or Catholic. There's the Western and Eastern. And didn't we talk about the one guy who split off and created his own version that was eventually Protestant? That's yeah. That's what we're talking about in the Reformation. So, yes, the Reformation. So the Reformation involves Martin Luther and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know. So I think part of the reason I'm confused is we did the Martin Luther episode <laughs> because I was like feeling on track, and then Martin Luther threw off my timeline. But I'm, I think I'm back on track. I think that's what I forgot to mention earlier. Martin Luther was not a part of this yeah. timeline. Martin Luther King Jr. was a Dr. special Martin episode. Martin Luther King Jr. was just a link. It, was just, it wasn't a link, sorry. Not in that sense. <laughs> Yike. His namesake comes from Martin Luther, which was part of the Reformation. We just figured it was a, like, why not talk about him? So, Yeah. So that has nothing to do with all this. And you can tell because it says part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. Martin Luther. Martin Luther does not have any of that. It's no. just Martin Luther. Okay, back on track. So, now we have, <clears throat> and sorry for this being like a recap, but we have the West, Europe. We have the East, which is Byzantine Empire, which yep. is Eastern Orthodoxy, and this is around 1100. Yes. So, this is Marco Polo and, and stuff, you know, coming That's out. already happened. 1200s. That's, Marco Polo's in the 1200s. Now, we're in the 1300s. Yeah. There's the Silk Road, blah, blah, blah. Genghis Khan comes up. He takes over all of Russia, all of all that in the east. He gets a huge amount of land, and yeah. then he dies, and he's replaced by Kublai Khan. And then yeah. he all loses a bunch. Kublai Khan lost a bunch of land, didn't yeah. he? There's, so it all just recedes after Mongol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so we have Russia, who's now following. So this is like the biggest picture we can paint. Russia has now taken a piece of the Byzantine Empire, I got which is Empire. why we have the... Um, what's that big building in Kremlin? Moscow? The giant, like, domes and stuff. Like um, I know what it is. I just can't think of the name. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is Kremlin. It, it's not the Kremlin, but it's... <laughs> it's If you go to the square, that giant square in Russia, in Moscow, sorry. The giant oh. square in Moscow. The one church is on the other side, and then the Kremlin's on the other. It looks like a bunch of Easter eggs on the top. Yeah. This is the best way, actually. I explained it to Kelsey this way. She asked me this question, and I pulled out my history book, and I said, here, look. How often the difference do you between pull the Western, out your history book? Often. The difference between <laughs> the Western Orthodoxy and the Eastern Orthodoxy, I think we were talking about churches, but this is like, it, it basically follows suit. The Western Orthodoxy church will always have a cross at the top, 
Whereas the Eastern Orthodoxy Church will always have a ball at the top. Uh, the ball, you know, those types of churches, they'll have the balls and then you like know the, the ball churches. Yeah, they look like an onion. You just pop them out. Much like, like an ogre, they have yeah. layers. So that's the difference there. Now, of course, everything gets mixed up because the Ottomans come into play. A little bit before this, in around 1200s, the Umayyad Caliphate gained power because they're the Umayyad Caliphate. They just have power in. in because of the Silk Road, basically. In the Umayyad Caliphate? Where That's, are they descending from? They're descending... So they come from Muslims, which come from the original Muhammad. Which is like part of... Where's that geography, otherwise? That is um, Mecca, and that's... I don't know the states. Is it eastern or western? That's east. Okay. So this is like, if you were to, you know, Egypt, and then Jerusalem, that area, just under Jerusalem, and like a little bit down is Mecca. I yeah. don't know what state that is right now. I'm pretty sure that's, that's okay. Iran or something. Anyway. Now and that's around the Mediterranean. That's um sorry, the the two rivers, the Nile? No. Way back, way back history. If we're talking like two thousand years, this is just like a little hit thing. Um the two rivers, in between two rivers, the Mesopotamia. Oh yeah, ancient Mesopotamia. Yeah. So this is Mecca's near Mesopotamia. Anyway. The Ottomans come from that sort of region because of the Muslim power in that region. The desert and all that has a ton of Muslim because of Mecca. That's where it is. Yeah. The Umayyad, the Umayyad, sorry, the Umayyad Caliphate expand and then they decrease. And then the Ottomans come shortly after. And the Ottomans sort of retrace those steps, reuniting the Muslims. And the Ottomans believe in... Muslim. Okay. Were, yeah. The okay. Ottomans were Muslim or Islam. Okay. So now we have Constantinople turns into its temple yep which is now turning into islam oh this is the first time i feel like i understand something right (laughs) yeah so everyone we should now be all caught up and that's history you know don't be that's history we're done if you if you understood it the first time around then great you then how i don't know (laughs) what specials if you now understand it even clearer we're all caught up so now we have suleiman the first like i said all the way back He's taken over a bunch of land. Suleiman's the first son. His next heir, I don't remember the name exactly, is, uh, sorry, the next heir after Suleiman is Selim II. Yes. Now, here's where we're coming into Russia. Yay. Selim II, right away, he signs a treaty with this man named Ivan IV of Russia, a- otherwise K-A- known as Ivan, Ivan the, the Terrible. Terrible. Uh-oh. Ivan, Ivan the... Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cough. So Ivan the Terrible Shame. basically starts, if you were to link the Russian Revolution to anybody... It'd be this guy. Ivan the Terrible. It'd be big eyebrows, creepy ghost face yeah. looking... So now, Russian history up till this point is really interesting, actually. So before it's before Ivan, it's essentially known as the Kievan Rus. And we've talked about this just a little bit. Because we said the Mongol Empire and the Mongol Empire extended into Russia and then appointed Russians yeah. to be the leaders of the land. So essentially back then, we're going back to the Mongol episode, which again is 1300s. The um, Kievan Rus would essentially have a tiny bit of tax-paying money that they would control, which they would then send to the Mongols. This gave them power. 
because they were collecting the money and they can like you know use they were that above money collecting the people who were farming food. Yeah, they were in control of that special, and area. they could scrape off the top. So they it yeah. was known that they took money off the top and became more powerful from that. Well, of course, and so. As time goes on, there's these little principalities that happen, and then they unite to create more and more. And then, before Ivan the Terrible, there's a little civil war that happens, and they eventually strive. Uh, there's, it's the only victory, actually, that anyone has against the Mongols. Where That's impressive. I mean, there's like... It, it's the only victory where someone attacks the Mongols and wins. The Mongols attacked someone and lost, so that happened a ton. But never except for this one time when the Russians attacked the Mongols they won and they drove the Mongols out yeah and then we flash forward a little bit and we run into Ivan the Terrible now this is a great place if you want to stop and and just process everything yeah this is an excellent spot I know I am there's a ton of stuff going on in European history I'm basically summarizing like four years of university courses if you're ever to like study world history that's what that would be. I'm I'm condensing this into an hour, basically. So don't feel ashamed if you have to like restart because yeah. I'm, I'm. I took yeah. a world history course um, in my last year in high school. It was an AP course, and I scored a four out of five on my AP exam. So I mean, that's where my information comes from. Yikes! Not because I'm like humble brag. Sorry, <laughs> look, I'm trying to prove. My, I know. I'm. I'm still. I guess. There's no shame in being like, I did good in something. So, my... be like, fuck you. I learned a ton. I I swore, here's my five bucks. Oh, where'd you get that five bucks from, huh? I have a friend of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Don't give it to the kitten. Yeah, he... She's not a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you can take a break now. Obviously, you could have just paused it earlier. Perfect time. if you came back from the break... Thanks for coming back, and now we're going to talk about our sponsors. Yeah, great. Now I can stop talking for like 30 seconds. Oh. I want to give a shout out to RobVote80s, one of my all-time favorite human beings. He's still pumping out great content. He's a born writer. He's actually written quite a few novels. Did he come um, out of the womb? Sorry, did he come out of the womb writing? Yep. Neat. He wrote... Because <laughs> he couldn't read yet. Um, but he's an amazing dude. I know him personally. I've known him not that long, but he's... He has a special place in my heart, and it would be very, very nice if you went and supported him on Vote 80s. Leave a comment saying, hey, I'm, I'm the that tall guy from the narrative said I should be here, so I'm yeah. here now. My favorite You're article good. is the Star Wars one. Yeah, you read it? Yeah, that one's a good Pretty one. Pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. I like that one. I'm not I feel like we do the same sponsors every time, so our new sponsor this week is uh, Shrek. Shrek 2. Shrek 2, the PS2 Sh- game. Shrek 2 is often underrated as a PS2 game, but mm. I find it has a lot of like hidden charms. Oh, yeah. Such as the Shrek Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Or where you just... Oh, man. That was yeah, a another shout-out to uh, Shrek... What was that game that we played the one time? Oh, shit. I don't have another five, but yeah. uh, Shrek something. I don't know. The Shrek Smash? Or- oh, yeah, Shrek Smash. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that name, but... It was That's really a fun good. Game. Anyway. But seriously, though, go check out RobVote80s at RobVote80s.com. If I'm ever going to just shout out, I don't know, shout out to Doctor Who. He's a good TV show. It is pretty good. We're yeah. on the David Tennant season right now. Ant-Man and the Wasp is good. That was pretty good. Spoiler alert! Uh-oh. Han Solo died at the end, which made me really sad. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I know we're back with more. You don't want to plug Kelsey's art? I feel like I just plug her so much. Um, <laughs> sorry. I really hate that sentence. <laughs> I wow. P- 
<laughs> I, I plug Robot 80s all the time, dude, and I'm not feeling any shame about it. So <laughs> go ahead and plug Kelsey for me. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just. So, <sighs> sorry, Kelsey. It's I don't not know. a I know swear listen, jar but. worthy, but it almost should be. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Okay. So Kelsey Robinson is this artist. She, um, uh, a little She's bit of history. Artist we've heard of. That's my history music. Like no. Um, so in grade of twelve, um, I don't remember. <laughs> grade eleven. I remember grade twelve. We, we both. I I took AP history or not? I took AP art along with Kelsey. Kelsey took AP art as well. So she took art, and we had to do some twenty-four pieces. She ended up doing around thirty. She was one of the most prolific in the class. And she ended up scoring a 4 out of 5 on the exam as well. Why the AP exams are scored out of 5, don't ask me. But for some reason they are. Anyway, I scored a 2 out of 5. So that's my art score. Get wrecked. Yeah. Nice stick figure. It was was pretty fun. But you can check out all her art, including the ones that she submitted to get that 4 out of 5 for a global competition. So if you're you're curious, actually, those who score 4 out of 5 rank as... Below fifteen percent of those who who um, partake in the exam, so she's up Which to fifteen percent. Basically, means you're very talented. Yeah, she's a very talented artist in layman's terms. And you can check her out on Robinson K underscore Art on Instagram, and all her art is there. And don't forget to check out Shrek Two at your local video game store. Video game trader Shrek Two go. Anyway, tell them we sent you back to the Ottomans. So. Actually, He's it's tr- back to the, the the Russians now. Hey, so I'm trying. The history of the Russian Empire begins with the Kievan Rus. Uh, the now the Kievan Rus begins early, early on, as well as all European powers. It's undocumented history, blah blah blah, tribes and stuff, blah blah blah. Anyway, that happens. Blah blah blah. And then yeah, the uh, Mongols Mongols happen. Blah blah blah. The Mongols. Oh, oh my, the Mongols. Uh oh. And then. Uh, there's a little bit of a civil war against the Mongols. Don't ask me who fought in it. I don't know. I don't know. So that who happens. Cares? Do you really? And care? then we come to a big guy named Ivan, Ivan the, the Terrible. Terrible. Now, why is he called Ivan the Terrible? Because he was really nice and he donated a lot of money to his community. Yeah, you got it. No, actually, he enslaved a bunch of people. I was talking to my dad today about this, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast on Ivan the Terrible later." And he was like, "Ivan the Terrible actually did a lot of great things for that country." Yes. I was well, like, also, he enslaved a bunch of people hmm. and killed a bunch of people. That it's an odd to stance to be like, he is the best. So Ivan the Terrible <laughs> is known for being the first purger, I suppose, of Russia. Russia undergoes oh, a no. ton of purges, as we know, oh, no. and as we'll get into. Ivan the Terrible's purge is the very first one that happens when the leader basically goes, let's get out these haters. Hey, why do I need to feed my people? I mean, well, if this one's not just... a feeding problem. He just kills them. He just literally just goes out and is not himself, but he sends people out to go and kill a bunch That's of people. That's still murder by proxy. Yeah. You're still a dick. Yeah, it's a purge. <laughs> if you get someone to murder someone else, you're still a dick. That is the official stance of the narratives. Yeah. So, Ivan the Terrible expanded Russia and united Russia, just kind of like the Mongol Empire, except for he did it way differently with when way it came to power. more slaves. So, yeah, he had a ton of slaves. He exported, traded slaves. That's a big thing. Um, hmm. And this is where a lot of people um, relate the idea of slaves coming from the word Slav, oh. Latin. 
there is way too much conjecture there to ever make a pure point. It's unknown where the word slave actually comes from. No, his slaves, quote, well, I don't want to say quote-unquote slaves, but they were definitely slaves. But were they black slaves or were they just whoever's closest we're going to enslave them? I don't, I don't know, actually. That's, I feel like they, that's a question for a Russian historian. I'm just a guy historian. Hmm. <laughs> like, I, I don't actually know. In that area, I imagine they were probably Slavic. Yeah, because every time I hear the word slave, I immediately think of the African slave trade. But this was probably like, like much like the Mongols, where they'd go to a village, they'd kill a bunch of people, and they'd take like half the population as slaves. Uh, sort of, yeah. Just take slaves. That's what Ivan the Terrible did, because he wasn't great. So He's not called Ivan the okay. Ivan the amazing guy. No, he's Ivan the bad dude. Ivan the please stop. So he basically has a bunch of slaves. And yes, I would say that... They'd be all sort. They'd range from Slavs to white people, really. Which is aren't Slavs weird. just white people, though? I guess I don't know. There's like, I I don't even. Look, I'm not gonna get into it. Anyway, he had slaves. Period. We're gonna say that. Now he traded a bunch of these slaves with um, for sheep and, and wood. And uh, how he knew so we could build a city. the um, where my phone go? Oh, how it's do you a, know? It's a Catan joke. How he knew, Salim the second. Was because in 1570, ambassadors of Ivan IV concluded at Constantinople a treaty that restored friendly relations between Sultan and the Tsar. Now, I don't know why it says Constantinople in this article, because it should say Istanbul. Obviously, someone didn't do the research. It is Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Right now, at this time, it is Istanbul. And yes, in this time at 1570, it's definitely Istanbul. Yes. So I'm going to edit that after. If you say Constantinople one more time. I'm so pet this kitten behind me. Yay. Hey. So yeah, there's a ton of relationships between uh, Suleiman or Suli Selim II of the Ottoman Empire and Ivan the Terrible of Russia. Because Ivan the Terrible had a great big army and he well, what's the best way to put this? Oh, that's number two, baby. Uh it's only two out of the whole thing. I'm well you you have like changed up your wording, but like you basically conscription? I don't know. Like Basically, just went. a bunch of army people came to his power. He just, like, took slaves and then made them army people. Stuff like that. Like, he had a standing oh. army of huge amounts. Yeah. Kinda Around like, 40,000, which was um, unparalleled for the time. We're going to talk about that in the revolution, too, with, like, the Bolsheviks mm-hmm. and the Mensheviks. Yeah. How they just kind of recruited people. that they Anyone that didn't murder, they were like, Interesting. Hey. We're going to go back to the Ottomans just for a second, because I'm reminded of this. Really interesting thing. The Ottomans are the only ones who ever did this. They had this distinct ruling class system. Now, oh. this is very... I still am confused about it today because of how it works, but it's super interesting. I'm interested. So... There was two different classes. There was the slave class, and there was the average people. Now, Oops. as you would think, How the slave that? class would be below average people, but in fact, the slaves were above average people. Because they were working. No, because actually, there was two paths that a slave could take. What? They were called slaves because they were basically, well, they were slaves, but they were also... Um, what's Owned by I the government? said was the best way to put this. They were... Owned by the government, and they were brainwashed, essentially. Oh, like MK Ultras. Now, a slave could become a janissary or a nobleman. And this was to prevent... They did this to prevent people from lobbying to 
become heiresses apparently or, or like air like the french revolution where they're like we were born slaves there's no possible no, way no, no. we can ever become above a slave no that's no. what they were trying to avoid with no they were trying to avoid uh, completely different actually so there's a nobleman and the nobleman has a dot like a son and then there's the king and the king has a daughter now the king's daughter needs to be married and the nobleman says i have this much money let me marry her well, no, this doesn't exist in um, the Ottoman Empire because there were no noblemen's. They were all slaves. The only noblemen's could be slaves, and slaves didn't have any money. So that got rid of people lobbying. Like, it doesn't make any sense why they would Yeah, do you're this. losing me. They got rid of people lobbying for... And maybe someone else would be better to describe this, but I this is so. how I understood. This is, like, literally how it's described in, in history. They got rid of people who lobbied to be married to the kings and prevented essentially people fighting over the throne by having slaves be noblemen. So the slaves were the noblemen or they were the janissaries and the janissaries worked in their favor because they were slaves and they're basically, you could buy away your freedom by becoming an armyman. My unprofessional opinion is that's stupid. That's really, that's a horrible system. How does that work? Well, because... They slaves never revolted, I guess, because they were given jobs. They Great. just weren't paid. They just got housing, really. Uh, so that's how it worked. Right. So what? That's good. It's good to hear, I, right? I love that. That's Positive so slavery. Good. Mm, I yeah. love when people just make slavery sound like a utilitarian society. It's obviously it's not great, but it's also the word slave is kind of weird in this sense. It's because it's yeah. You're anyway not being paid for your labor, but you also get like and you're nice living. So it's like weird slavery. That's still slavery. Imagine like being fed constantly and Do they being have a nobleman and doing your job, but not like having any money that you can do anything with. That's slavery. So you live. Well, here's how I could put it to you: Would you pass down the opportunity to live with the queen for? F- like you never got paid, but you lived in the queen's house. All you had to do was pretend to be the queen or the king. Oh, bitch! I'm gonna pretend to be the queen forever. No, you're a slave. But also, I'm in drag. So see, <laughs> you're also a slave. <laughs> slave. No. Anyway, that's the whole this how the slave system worked in the Ottoman Empire. I hate it, which is really confusing. As I said, it still confuses me. Oh, now. Ivan the Terrible, this other guy that we're talking about here. This is the other guy. He's not really related, except he's the focus of the episode. Sort of. He um, now has consolidated power in Russia and united the tribes of Russia under one. So now That's we have uh, totalitarian rule, basically. Not one dude good. who says, I own all of Russia. And he declared himself the Tsar, the Great Caesar, basically. So... He declared himself that and began the Romanov, or, or sort of, I think it was the Romanovs. There's I, two basic families of Russia in history. The Romanovs being the main one, which lasted, it's one of the longest running, um, what's, what's the word? It's also where Rasputin kind of sneaks into the Romanovs. Yeah. Basically showing up and being like, I can... So I'll we got a lot to cover in 50 minutes of the Romanovs, but there's a lot of stuff going on. So Ivan the Terrible... As a bunch of sons, and, and they're also bad, but it, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> and Russia becomes its own sort of state now because of its power. 
instead of it being just you know that's the even Rus over there now hey. it's, that is the Russian czars. Hello. So we come to, I believe the first one is Peter the Great that we'll talk about. So Peter the Great of Russia. Uh, let me just get this time frame right. So um, Ivan the Terrible was around the 1500s. Now we're jumping ahead. They all knew each other. So this is how we're connecting it. The road to Stalin. They all knew each other through family line. Um, Peter the Great ruled from 1682 to 1725. That's pretty long. Yeah. He was one of the earlier Russian rulers. Was um, he a good guy or was he like... So he was the first... Uh, sorry, I, I said Ivan the Terrible was not was a Romanov. This is Peter the Great was the first of the Romanovs. Yeah, we know. So he, he, there's a few things that he did which are really ups, like bad. For one thing, he built the city of Saint Petersburg, which oh. was the capital of Russia for a long time. Oh no! Until spoiler alert: slaves. So <laughs> I've been doing research on the Russian Revolution, and I know that Saint Petersburg, nothing mm-hmm. good happened there. So. Peter was like, I'm better go build a town. Your grandpa? No, sorry, not, not my grandpa. Peter, as in Peter the Great. Mm-hmm. He was like, I declare myself as being amazing. I'm Peter the Great. I'm going to go build a town after myself. <laughs> Is that why he's called Peter the Great? Yeah, basically. He's like, I just need a self-esteem boost today. I'm yeah. Peter the Great. Yeah. And I'm going to go get something done. So we went and built a um, a town. I made it out of plywood. And plywood. And slaves. And slaves. They and so, all did it. I just looked at them. The, the weirdest, like, I'm when people still look, at, look at uh, yeah. St. Petersburg, they're basically like, what the heck? It's so dumb. So no, it was a port good. city in I Russia. Like it. and it's the capital. <laughs> Stop it. Thank Peter you. the Great. Shut up. <laughs> so it was built there to be a port city because at this point, Russia had no port cities. Moscow yeah. was river cities. I was going to say, I don't think they have a port city at this time. Yeah. But Petersburg was the first port city. Unfortunately, it was built um, uh, on uh, How many swamp hand land. Gestures essentially, <laughs> it was built on swamp land. So I can't ignore that. I'm sorry, I cannot what? ignore that. Sorry, someone just came out of the, to help us out. Someone unnamed person, Kelsey Robinson, came. exposed, <laughs> exposed, and I really need water, so I was waving her down. Anyway. Brendan was doing his rain dance. St. Petersburg <laughs> exists now as a port city because someone got told Peter, uh, my grandpa, they told, no, they told Peter the Great Hi, that I'm he listening. needed to have a port city to trade with people. I and guess. he was like, okay. I'll do it, whatever. And so he was like, I'll name it St. Petersburg. I'm going to name it after me because I'm great. <laughs> so we built it out of slave population. Oops. About 50,000 people died during Oops. this. <laughs> it looks pretty though. Oh, yeah. And then it was built on swampland, essentially. Oh, Which no. is not great. So Never built on the swampland. Yeah. <laughs> so it ain't oh. doing well. And St. Petersburg eventually was renamed to, like, I think it was like... Peter the Great Town. Leningrad or something? Yeah. I, something like that. I don't remember exactly. After Lenin. Um, they were going to name it Lenin is Grant, but they were like, it's kind of dumb. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's Lenin's Grant. Mm-hmm. So, although my Russian geography is not perfect. So that's what St. Petersburg, or that's what Peter the Great did. One of the main things that he did. He wasn't like, after Ivan the Terrible, all the Russian rulers just sucked monkey balls. They, were they weren't They were great. No, they were really bad. They, The basic tendencies that they had was, one, 
they thought they would be ultimate rulers, and so they needed like absolute control. Two, maybe don't. they did not abolish serfdom, whereas everyone else in Eastern in, in Europe got rid of serfs. So until this point, there's a little history on serfs. The land worked like this: so you would have a nobleman who took money from the serfs, and the serfs were basically slaves. They were just renamed. So they're, you know, white people that were just, or were whatever people, they'd farm we're the people. land, Let's just say and they'd people. give their food to the nobles, and they'd, they'd pay their taxes to the nobles. They didn't have any way they could move up in the rank. Yep. You were either a noble or a serf. Now, why do you think they revolted? Europe was like, hey, look, we got factories. Now serfs can come into town and work in the factory, and we'll pay them, because they, you know, they're just working for us now, rather than them working for us in a different way. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yep. So they worked, instead of working the land, they were then working for a person as opposed to just working the land. Yeah. Serfs got easily abolished in the Industrial Revolution. However, Russia did not undergo the Industrial Revolution until well into they were like, Why would we eliminate serfs if we get free labor? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of dumb, man. So a bunch <laughs> of Russians still existed in serfdom. Yeah, man. And every every Russian ruler was like, "This is great. I love it." If Everyone, Peter, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're like, Peter "Look, great. serfs, your life is amazing." All no, these other people, they live in factories. Shut up. It's not though. Yeah, my well, feet are like rocks because I don't own shoes. Funny thing about feet are like rocks. Now, this other guy, you're gonna roast me? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this other Russian I know. No, <laughs> Eric with the gross feet. Uh, I got a fact check. I don't. I think it's Nicholas. No, that doesn't sound right. Maybe don't emphasize. Nicholas. I'm trying to figure out what the ruler was. So there's this ruler, and I'm just going to tell you about him. Then I'll tell you what his name is. Maybe it was Alexander. Um, So this guy basically went to Europe because he was called there. And in Europe, he basically got a boat. And that was great. (laughs) I got this boat, huh? It's so so much so good. He, he really liked sailing. Was it Jimmy Buffett? But then he came back to Russia and he was like, oh no, there's no sailing here. This is ice. I can only sail on the rock farms. But he, he saw how well um, Europe was doing. Hey guys, Europe is actually not having slaves. Like, so, there's no serfs over there. And so it's kind of nice. What he did was like, I know how to make us like Europe. Obviously, we just got to make them feel like Europeans. So we'll take all the serfs and we'll dress them up like Europeans. That'll work, right? I put a funny hat on this slave and now he thinks he is king, eh? Yeah. <laughs> funny joke, right? And so all uh, that did still slave. was freeze the Russian population because everyone had to... <laughs> yeah, literally. In Europe, all they wear is cargo shorts. Yeah. I don't know why they don't like it just because they can't feel their calves anymore. But. So that guy... Um, he died later of freezing. He froze to death. Because he was wearing the clothes? Yeah. He literally went to Europe where it was like warm all the time. And he's like, oh, look, they're wearing nice European clothes. That's like if I went and to Scotland went and I was like, huh, kilts. Perfect for the Canadian winter. Yeah. And then froze to death. Basically. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. That's, that's the I literally best. laughed that my heart is. <laughs> and I got to figure out what this guy's name is because I can't remember. It, like, it's... Um, I went. They all went to the Gap and bought these nice tank tops. We should all check them out. Huh? Joe Fresh, nice brand, looks good. Um, Europeanization, Russia. I got it because there's so many dudes. There's a, it's um, a Europeanization. Maybe it was also Peter the Great. I mean, it's the same guy. 
hey guys yeah i'm back great. you should so, see what they're wearing four colors i guess it was paid of the great put Sweet. this on put this on i'm gonna do it too that's super oh, sh- shit, super I'm awesome cold. for us at least they look smoking yeah so <laughs> here's the best way to imagine it um so russians basically are wearing uh if you could search up an image of a mongol you won't point, be disappointed the way they're thick fur hats thick thick first jackets yeah and like big ass boots they were actually dressed appropriately yeah because russian winters were horrible why do you think the uh, because mud f- basically frozen mud that's like the worst thing you can possibly imagine right ice cold mud mm, fill and me up so they the the biggest problem that happened was peter the great came back and he's like look at all these shoes that i have and they're basically just like penny loafers Check out my Crocs. I guess, like, you know, those little buckle shoes? Yeah. So now everyone's wearing buckle shoes during the winter. Like, they're William because Shakespeare. Because that's all they have. Like, they're William Shakespeare walking through the mud. They're literally, just, their feet freeze off. How's that so, ruffled collar doing at minus 40? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's pretty warm, huh? Yeah. Even though it covers, like, it's just one inch of your neck. It's horrible <laughs> to think. And this guy also, um, Peter the Great, had the beard tax. I think if you paid this certain amount of money, you could keep your beard. <gasps> but if not... Yeah, your beard. Oh. Now this is everyone. All the serfs hated him because of this. Because everyone in Russia had a beard. It was a like beard, a sign were, of power. It was like a sign of respect. Basically. And respect. Yeah, it was like you have some years on you. You got a beard. And then Peter came back and he was like, "Beards are outlawed because I didn't see no beards in in Britain." So. Unless you want to have like a fun goatee. Yeah, I'll let you have a goatee. So you have to pay some money to get some fun goatees. I'm Peter and I'm great. Bye. And then he also went and built Saint Petersburg, which failed. That's why, sorry, so I was a little bit confused earlier. He built St. Petersburg because he loved to sail, and, and that's where the whole boat story comes in. So he's like, we need ports and sailing. But we're, like, basically mm-hmm. landlocked. But Okay. Now, moving ahead, there's a... Um, the, she almost deserves an episode of her own. We have to talk about Catherine the Great. Uh-oh. Now, if we were to ever sum up <laughs> the two biggest things of Catherine is that she was a great woman leader, and she really loved sex toys. Yep. Oh, so, remember her, like, the table with all, like, the penises engraved yeah. in it? So, weirdest thing. She had a lot of dicks around. She really liked, and she, I'm pretty sure she had the foot tickler. I really admire her, honestly. I really great. want her home decor set up. She had, like, dildo chairs, so, like, imagine a chair with a dildo on it. You, yeah, that's I, it. Like I made a new chair for you, Kathy. All over? You want to see it? Yes, I want to see it. Like, okay, so what happened is you sit and it looks like toilet, right? But no, it's a surprise. <laughs> Big fist come out the bottom. Into your bottom. That's what you asked for, right? Oh. Yeah? Oh, 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 it's no. good, yeah? Yes. If it misses, though, you get broken tailbone. <laughs> so, man, win, lose. <laughs> so, we have to warm it up in the winter because it's too cold. <laughs> That's what Catherine the Great's basically doing. She's also a great woman leader. That's that's the other thing. She had a bunch of power. Yeah, she was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to uh, like moron Catherine because she's. <laughs> you just said moron Catherine. Sorry, not Catherine. You're fine. Catherine moron. She was the Empress of Russia from 1762 to 1796. Uh, let's just get some facts thrown out. She came to power following a coup d'etat when her husband Peter the Third was overthrown. Then she she ruled. She had a ton of fun. Yeah, she did with all her dicks. She actually came the closest to eliminating serfdom out of all the Russian czars. That's really impressive, actually. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, maybe we should get rid of the slaves." And then everyone was like, "Catherine, you're a woman. 
Don't do that. Yeah, you don't get votes. Yeah, and then anyway, she died. And Oh, well, maybe you should have given her a vote. And now this, this is where it comes really unfortunate, because following Catherine the Great, there's these leaders, um, and this is building up to the Russian Revolution. We're so close to Stalin now. Oh, come on. So following Catherine the Great in 1792, we now have the 1800s. Now in the 1800s, they finally figure out, after Catherine the Great, that they really need to get rid of serfdom. And so what this one guy does, i got to remember his name because there's so many different names and I'm finding it really hard to remember names here. That's why you normally just go up notes. Yeah, but I didn't have a ton of time to write notes this week, so... Man, no shame. Uh, there's Paul. He doesn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> Hello, name's Paul. I've <laughs> kind of just been watching the whole time. I've been around here for about uh, 700 years. Uh, my name's Paul. Bye. See you. I think it was Alexander the First. Now, Alexander was during the Neapolitan, ne- Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> Neapolitan. Sorry. So <laughs> It was strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. It was uh, a hard time. Is this the guy who got blown up? No, he's not the guy who got blown up. Later on, so after these guys, there's a ton of rulers. We're, we'll get into Russian history some other time. Next episode. Yeah, yeah, really. I'll cover it all. I think it was Alexander II who got blown up. But this is where it becomes really unfortunate. Yeah. It's Alexander it's the Second. It's been pretty unfortunate the whole so time. So he was known as Alexander the Liberator. This is the guy we're getting at. John the Revelator. This is Alexander the Liberator. He's called Liberator because he tried to liberate the slaves, get rid of the slave class. He's like the However, Abraham Lincoln of Russia. Two issues. Number one, there was nowhere for the slaves to go, so they basically became slaves again. Number two, <laughs> the slaves got really upset at this fact that he was just like, hey, you can be free slaves. And they're like, no, we can't. And he was like, yes, you can. Just do it. Slaves. Why? <laughs> where, where would he even go? There's exactly. no, like, Motel 6. There's no factories or anything. Oh, I anyway. built this mud hut. So, great. basically, they went from abolished slaves, and he went around, he announced it to everyone. He was like, the slaves are now free. And everyone was like, what does that mean? Yeah, what, what, is it? what, what do we do now? Do we get, like, a job or something? No. That's How do we live? Do we? But everything so costs money. We he liberated don't... everyone, and everyone was like, great. All the nobles, at least. So <laughs> that's what the nobles felt. Hmm. And then after this, Russia went into great turmoil because there's no transition period. He was just like, slaves are gone. Figure it out. Bye. But how do how do we yeah. run an economy now? And so everybody got upset. And, and they said, that's not how you do this. you got to have some sort of transition. And so they, they started revolting. And then there was a couple of assassination attempts. Now his son... On who? On, on him, I, Alexander II. Oh, okay. Now, Alexander the Liberator was assassinated by being blown up. He was super blown up. Was and, he um, blown up on Catherine's fist chair? No, he got... That's like, too bad. Kaboomed. So... Um, <laughs> Is that his obituary? So there's like... In... What town was it? He was in uh, St. Petersburg, actually. He was, he was just riding his carriage. And so, f- for whatever and reason... the Irish people, mafia was like... Let's go plant a car bomb. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, that was really funny. You're welcome. Um, basically, everyone had told Alexander at this point, they're like, literally, if you go outside, people are going to kill you. And he's like, it doesn't matter. I, I want to get my picture taken. Yeah, basically. So, he's like, people got to know that I don't care. And so he goes out in this carriage and immediately hey, he rounds the corner and then, boom, he blows up. Now, at this uh, point, what they he, he lives for a little bit. And then, how? Of course, he he's just know. a severed head over there. Alexander the Third, his son, hanging around, who was born um, 
Uh, he was what born. What was his name? He was really born. His name was... John I, know, I guess he's, he's Alexander Jacob. III of, of Russia. He saw this happen. He saw the, the get blown up. And how, I, how it was described to <laughs> That's me... That's kind of funny. ...was that this is what happened when you try and liberate the slaves. And so immediately after this, he went... And tightened control on the slaves and oh, brought back serfdom, um, which is basically why. Hey, can you the Russian Revolution? Basically, why? Imagine that though, if you were a slave basically all your life, and they're like, "You're free," and then like two weeks later, they're like, "No, just kidding." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're owned by me again. I'm <laughs> sorry for that. Basically, a little lapse in judgment. You're like, but I was going to live it big and own an entire rock. No. And you get really mad. Yeah. Because another issue with the Russian Revolution is... all the, uh, I'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. If I get into it now, I'm going to go on a tangent. And I so, want to be more educated before I go on a tangent. Here's the biggest thing that you have to realize now. Recap corner. The serfs... It actually almost worked with Catherine. And then obviously Alexander II came by and bam, the serfs were free. They had nowhere to go, no transition. The serfs got mad and they attacked him. Now... Following that, Alexander the Third comes by, and he says, "Nope, they had their chance. You tried to liberate them. You died because of it. No one else is going to die trying to liberate these slaves. We're going to lock them back yeah, up again, and, so he and then everything will be fine." Yeah, he did and then that. We got nothing to worry about. And for the next hundred or so years, we have the struggle of the Russian throne uh, end, essentially, uh, following a violent revolution. So there's no, no peace anymore. What happens is he tightens control and everybody hates it because it doesn't make any sense because the rest of the world has moved on. Everyone at, at this point in Europe, they have slaves in Africa, but at this point in Europe, there's factories. Sorry. There's factories. There's America, you know, the 1800s. They're about to liberate the slaves in 1850. Spoiler alert for the next episode. I was yeah. doing some research on um, Russian Revolution and there was this one account to this woman who basically wrote down like... um my son has finally been freed. He was born into slavery and I can finally like hold him for the first time and be with him. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later she was like, he killed himself because of this. Yeah. So Russian revolution is going to be really sad. Basically. Yeah. This is where we, we have to pass on the tur torch. Sorry, the torch pass on the turd. So we moved from the... just to recap. We came all the way from Charles the fifth of the Holy Roman empire who knew Suleiman the great and Suleiman the great had a son, Selim mm -hmm. II. Selim II made a deal with Ivan the Terrible. It's Selim, but okay. Whatever, Selim II made a deal with Ivan the Terrible. Now we traced down the Russian line. I didn't go through all the names, obviously. Well, but cares? we come to all the Russian revolutions stuff now. Because we talked about Peter the Great, who built St. Petersburg. The autocracy and all sorts of nonsense that was going on with him being like, let's dress up like Europeans. It'll be fun. And everyone died. So, and then we have, hmm. you know, Catherine the Great, who almost, she did, we didn't give her enough credit in this episode, and we'll probably cover her some future episode, because she deserves her episode of her own. Absolutely. Probably. And now we have Alexander II, who tried to liberate the slaves, didn't work, and then and Alexander then III, was like, well, that didn't like, work, but it's screw the slaves. Down. Yeah, better assassinate all future slave revolters. We could have done this podcast in like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so there we go. We've got these guys... Now, basically, after Alexander III, everything continues on like that. There's no change. Rough for, intro, but we got there in the end. I for a hundred years. 
Yeah. We did. We got there. And then we have uh, just a little bit Eric's going to talk about tomorrow, uh, the next episode, which will be You're Wednesday. Not... There's not going to be a break, which we promise. So, <laughs> yeah, there'll be uh, that little, the next episode will come out. We're talking about the Russian Revolution. So look forward to that. And we'll and, finally uh, get to Lenin. And then we'll finally get to Stalin. And then Stalin's going to be the last episode. The last episode of the season. Yep. Let's clarify. We're not done after that. Yeah. So We're not going to be done for a long time. So this can is the owl. This is this is the owl. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Robinson K, Rob Vote 80s, Shrek 2, Doctor Who, and my Snapchat at Dr. Fantasty. And you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. That owl was because the cat bit me. And on any RSS feed. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you in the next video. Don't forget to share it. Sharon? Also, go to our Patreon.com, Sharon, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, donate to our Patreon. Thank you very much, Sharon, Yes, uh, for donating. Sweet. Can we just call our entire fan base Sharon? Sharon. No. Sharon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, Sharon. Uh, back at you Jinx. with a new episode tomorrow. My, I mean, on Wednesday. Week. Don't come back tomorrow. Go away. So let us rest, you monsters. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Sharon. Thank you, guys. Bye.